Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of Beyond the Goals. Today we are taking on the most discussed topic of 2020 and something that's going to continue dominating most of our conversations in the coming year as well. And that topic is about how to be healthier, stronger and make our immune system fit enough to fight off infections and allow us to focus on creating a successful life. And to discuss this topic, I have got an amazing guest today, Dr. Eudine Harry, who is the Medical Director for Oasis Wellness and Rejuvenation Center. Dr. Eudine is both certified in both emergency medicine and holistic integrative medicine with over 20 years of experience. She's also a member of the American Board of Holistic and Integrative Medicine, the Florida Medical Association, and the American College of Emergency Physicians. Dr. Harry is also an amazing writer. She's written three books that are all about creating a healthier lifestyle. She has published extensively on the topics of reducing stress, healthy lifestyle choices, slowing down the progression of chronic diseases, and regaining youthfulness. And she's also been featured and is a regular contributor to Forbes, Ellie Daily, Bustle, Women's Day, and Thrive Global, and continues to be featured on Fox, ABC, and NBC. But what I loved about her is her very no-nonsense approach to this very important topic. And all of her advice is practical and doable. And I'm grateful for that because we get a lot of really sound advice from different sources. But when it comes to doing what we have been advised to do, it all becomes a little too much for us and we end up quitting before we even start. But the tips and guidance that Dr. Eudine shared in this episode will hopefully take care of that issue and allow you to enjoy excellent health in the coming year without having to do too much. So let's get to it. I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. I'm very grateful that you've made time for this interview and this topic is something that I want. I want people to have this information before they head into the next year because uh, health concerns were, I think, the most prominent in 2020, apart from every other trauma (laughs) that we went through this year. Health was... Uh, the point of our focus and the thing is that people have come up with like people are doing a lot of extreme stuff suddenly Mm -hmm. they're doing all these diets all these medication so I thought maybe we should ask an expert what they think we should be doing instead of running around you know and trying to figure things out what do you suggest like what you've learned from the 2020 COVID and what you suggest people do heading into this new year Okay, so you're absolutely right. I mean, honestly, this has been the most challenging year on record for sure. And I think this you're right again, it's put our health like right in front of us. Um, and, and I've been talking about health for, God, how long? I've been a doctor, I think, close to 30 years or something. So I've been, I've been talking about health for a very long time and I've been trying to um, get my patients and just other people to start, you know, just really paying attention to how to, to their patterns and how they're feeling. But this kind of put it right in front of them. And so ultimately, what what 
what I've noticed, and probably the same thing that you're speaking about, is that now that we look, we're like, okay, now I've got to really like boost my immune system, and I've got to, yeah. you know, do a, a, a fast to kind of really cleanse my system, and 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 a lot of these things are really could actually be the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. So I always say the things that you do on a daily basis are the things that really matters the most. So ultimately taking care of your health, it's a daily job, right? So it's a daily yeah, job. Yeah, so absolutely. it's staying healthy. What's the first thing we learned about this pandemic was that it had a tendency to be much, much worse for people with underlying chronic conditions. Yes. And so that again stems back to practicing healthy habits all along. It doesn't say that, you know, we'll never get a disease just because we're practicing healthy habits, but it does say that even if we're even looking at the World Health Organization, the most health organizations will tell you a lot of chronic illnesses are secondary to lifestyle, habits, environments, all of those things. So ultimately, what it's saying to us is asking us to look at our healthcare system in general. How well are we doing? Um, you know, I, I'm in the U.S., you're somewhere else. So in the U.S., I say, how, how well are we doing as a nation? How well are we doing as, as a world? And we are only as healthy as the sickest amount us, right? So ultimately, right. what we have to do is to, right here in the U.S., I'm taking a a really hard look at the healthcare system and how accessible it is and you know how well people can access it became right. the challenge and so it's one that's the first thing then of course there's individual responsibility but we can't put all the responsibility on the individual right because if they're living in an environment where the the air is not good and the water is not good and they have difficulty accessing healthier foods, and, and they're having challenges just accessing basic health or affording basic health, such as vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera, then how is it entirely on them? Right, right. It is not entirely on them. And so ultimately, what I, I think this year is kind of put in front of us is exactly what you said. It, it says, listen, how are we doing as a world? in terms of how we're allowing people uh, to access health in terms of environment. It really showed us that we're interconnected on more levels than perhaps we, we've been allowing ourselves to think. That's true. I think it's really come to the forefront how a situation would develop and how little in control you are and how little I think we are prepared for situations like these because we see we've seen situations like these in movies and yeah. we we like yeah. to think that you know what if this happens if this goes down how would it play out but nobody expected it to play out the way it did I mean right. we were really not prepared for it our mental reserves our physical resources they were not nearly enough to handle a challenge like this so you have definitely highlighted something very pertinent here but if uh, talking about you said like we couldn't possibly put all the responsibility on an individual but if right. we were to talk about like people are trying to do all these new things they're they're taking right. a lot more turmeric they're doing these new diets and all that right what can we do as an individual to uh, help ourselves to maybe you know because I would really rather people don't do all these extreme diets because as you yeah. said 
these nights might might end up causing other issues <laughs> so yeah. so what would yeah. what do you suggest people do instead okay so as individuals this is where we can, we can take our part of the responsibility yeah. of um, of keeping healthy so part of our responsibility is to really just taking a look at what we're doing like what how how we live on a daily basis and i think what what this pandemic allowed for for many people was the fact that a lot of things closed right countries closed states closed a, a lot of things forced us to be more at home and so we really had no other choice but to look at i mean just live in it <laughs> okay so we couldn't right. distract right. ourselves with all the busyness and going out all the time and all the things that we usually use to distract ourselves from actually taking a look at ourselves so when we're looking at that i usually ask people individually and and i know many people say yeah but it's not something to uh to take yeah but that doesn't make any sense it's so simple because let's keep it simple so right. how are you sleeping because when we look at sleep for example and i know people going i've heard this before then listen it's saying researcher after researcher and study after study they're actually showing you physical scientific changes that occurs in your immunity when you don't get adequate sleep now nobody is saying that you know you have to sleep perfectly 8 hours exactly but you really have to look when are you going to bed when are you waking up are you taking your visual things into your into bedroom with you you know how late are you looking at your email and texting it's like how well are you sleeping sleeping is important you're not missing out on anything your brain cleans out your body cleans out your circadian rhythm resets all of these things happen when you're getting adequate sleep so then we're looking at habits let's let's look at habits like what are we putting into our bodies what right. are we nourishing for me it's it's really about nourishing uh the body and giving it what it needs and i ultimately always say this at least in this country we're obsessed with cars so people get this analogy very well. You have this beautiful luxury vehicle. Mm -hmm. You're not going to put crappy oil and expect it to function normally, right? You're going to treat that really well. You're going to do, you know, it's going to get its maintenance. It's going to do all of the things that uh the manufacturer tells you to do to keep your car running really efficiently. Yet when it comes to ourselves, we stop thinking about it the same way i say how are you fueling yourself i'm not talking weight loss this has nothing to do with weight loss what this right. has to do is are you giving the body the basic functional thing that it needs in order to do its job and in order to do its job and and for cells to react properly and the immune cells and all of these things you have to have adequate nutrition now i always avoid going in detail and so on into into biochemistry and all of that but if if we even go back to just like you know high school science when you remember some basic reactions and so on the basic things are needed to run basic reactions okay so if you're not fueling with adequate protein and and proper nutrients such as your your minerals your zinc and your and your vitamin Cs and all of these things that are really important and that mother nature realized and put it in foods for you mother nature says we work together right we are symbiotic you me mm -hmm. together so i'm going to feed you these things because we know your body needs things and in return you take care of me i mean so ultimately that is the cycle so how are we fueling ourselves how are we moving again 
when I say exercise, I see eyes roll back, you know, and they're like, <laughs> oh, here we go again. She's going to blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is I very seldom talk about it that way because you like you've mentioned a few uh, a few minutes back, what you said was a uh, mental and physical reserves were not enough. Right. Absolutely. And so ultimately what exercise helps to do a movement, let's call it movement. Let's not put the E word okay. on it. Okay. Let's call it movement. What that tends to do is help us to build a physical and a mental reserves and also provides a place for us to um, actually get rid of some of that excess, whatever it is that's going on with us. Mm -hmm. Because again, when we're looking at the numerous research and in, in studies and all of that, which, you know, I, I, uh, I love to look into because it's fascinating to actually see numbers reflecting right. what we know, you know. And so when we're looking at all of this, we see that exercise actually the last thing at the bottom of the list is to me is actually weight loss. It's enhancing neurotransmitters in the brain. It's enhancing um, immunity. It's taking care of circulation. It's doing all the things that we need. When we're thinking about being, you know, at a most immune resistant to whatever it is that's happening, it's really about basic health care and basic how we take care of ourselves. That's the best thing that we can do um, ultimately. Stress management, I know people go, oh, here we go again. But I don't think we haven't really incorporated what that really means. And we're not getting it. It's like, it's that thing when your body is no longer able to cope. So ultimately, you have to look at things like, what can I remove? Because it's all about your body being able to manage whatever it is and, and how you look at things. And so the idea is, I love the, the serenity prayer because it definitely, to me, it really says exactly it. And the ability to just kind of let go of what you cannot change, change what you can. That's ultimately what it is. So ultimately, with stress, what we mean is not like, oh, they are so weak, they can't handle that or you know, whatever that cultural thing is, because many of our cultures, we feel that. We have all these colorful sayings, you know, pull yourself up your, your bootstraps or toughen up or whatever, right. whatever culture you're in has its saying about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and it's not, it's not about that. Okay. It's how do we build mental and physical um, resilience and what is our individual role in that? with the understanding like, no, we're not gonna be able to do all of it alone because other things have responsibilities as well, but we each have to address what our responsibility is. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So you've given me uh, four points here. I'll repeat them. Sleep, we need to optimize our sleep. We need to have better eating habits. We need to be very careful of how we fuel our body. We need to move more, not exercise. <laughs> we need to move more. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to better manage our stress, right? I have so many yeah. questions now. <laughs> yeah, but I will. I'll, I'll begin with this one question that I have wanted to ask someone of your with your expertise, but haven't yet because I'm gonna try and make sense here. Okay, so here's something I noticed with myself. Like it's mm -hmm. cold in India right now. It's cold in my city. Mm -hmm. Everyone's cold. Everyone is snuggled up in blankets. I am not as cold. Mm -hmm. 
I I don't get mm. as cold. I'm fine. In fact, I'm I'm a little too fine. My body runs hot at night and I don't need as many sweaters. I don't need as many warm clothes or blankets. So my mom mm-hmm. thought that there's something wrong with you. You need to get your blood work done. And there were other mm-hmm. uh, things that came up that weren't essentially like bad health signs or any such thing. They were just mm-hmm. different from how other people's body was responding to different things. We got the blood right. work done. I was absolutely fine. There was just no red flag at all. And so this is my question to you. How do people mm-hmm. assess their health without like without having to resort to all these blood work all these scans because that's that's <laughs> way too much like that's way too much stress so your body is fine my body is fine but suddenly i'm getting blood work done why because my body's a little too fine so before i get into <laughs> the four points the four points that you've given me if there is a way you can answer this question because if i have this challenge i know other people have this challenge too for some of us it's the other way around your body keeps telling you that you're not doing well and you don't listen for for others it's your body's doing too well and you're still concerned for some weird reason so <laughs> can you give me like a wow well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is interesting and your mom uh is is probably not the the only person that responds that way it's almost like for some people when things are going so well you kind of wait for the other shoe to drop I mean what I what I teach my my patients ultimately is listen to to really try to tune in and listen to to their bodies cuz I do believe that um it sends us multiple signals right and a lot of times what happens like you said before is that we ignore it we bypass it we go oh it's nothing it's just this and we make excuses for what yeah. we intuitively know is not is not right does not feel right uh but then there's the opposite of like well what's wrong with you why aren't you having any issues uh we are all individual and so that's why in about 2005 I I started to change the way I approach medicine and stop thinking as it as a one size fit all uh, case scenario because I really started recognizing that even though we're very similar of course uh, uh, humans are very similar uh the way we interact with in our environment can sometimes be very different and so it's like learning to get that and to understand that and you know you might just be one of those people who just have a higher percentage of brown fat than um you know than the average adult you know as as, as babies we have more brown fat which kind of keeps us warm and generate the heat when it you know um but as adults we lose that we have only tiny 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 percent uh but maybe you're fortunate where you kept more of yours and so that it keeps you warmer because it generates more heat um you know when it when it uh when it activates so if you're fine god bless you i'm super happy you're fine tell mom enjoy the moment stop waiting for the other shoe to drop <laughs> i will i will pass that on to her but is there a way for us to assess our body periodically okay as 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 a younger person just statistically speaking we're we're probably going to be um you, you know healthier or a feeling better because we have more reserves as they say so ultimately i ask people to pay attention to things yeah we're all going to feel tired sometimes that's a given right but are we like more persistently tired is this fatigue like really just ongoing and and we never have times where we feel like we are not and have you addressed things like sleep and in your eating okay. patterns etc but you're still not feeling well right. you're still not having like the energy that you would uh that you normally would right right 
So that's one of the first things that I always pay attention to. If there are things uh, for, for women, of, of course, um, women sometimes, for example, it's really sometimes as simple as that. I have seen patients who are uh, in, who are women and and they um, and they're menstruating and they have heavier um, heavier periods, but to them it's it's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, it feels normal okay. to them, right? But if they're speaking to to me, for example, I was like, oh, that's that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of bleeding. Okay. But the key thing that they've come in for is that they're tired. All right, all the time. Okay. And so when you look, for example, you can look at their um, their hemoglobin and this this significantly this they might be significantly anemic or they just may not um, get be getting enough iron in their diet, enough vitamin C. And right. so they can't make red blood cells as fast. The key thing is I've seen people ignore things to the point where it becomes a real issue. Okay. So when you're asking what kind of things should we pay attention to, just pay attention to how you are feeling. If as a young person, honestly, you climb up six or seven steps and you can't breathe, that's a problem. Right. Uh, even as as anybody, that's 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 an issue. So then you start asking yourself, is it health related, etc. In terms of should I see a should I see a doctor? I think that's what your question is. Like when should I see a doctor? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So once you see a doctor. Okay, so for your annual screenings after 40, whatever that annual screening is, right? Yes, definitely. Prior to that, difficulty breathing, that's something that you should see a physician about because breathing should be relatively easy. Okay. Uh, fatigued all the time. Sometimes, yes. If you've been partying all night and you do that, because you should be tired all the time. If you're not yeah. sleeping, yeah, there are reasons to be tired all the time. But persistent fatigue is an issue. If you start noticing unusual rashes, um, that's that's not going away. That's an issue too. So there are certain things that you know this is an issue that that you need to see uh, uh, someone for. If you notice excessive, you know, just think about common things. If you're just urinating up a storm, that could be a sign of an issue. Excessive thirst, that could be a sign of an issue. So if things don't feel right, right. okay, okay, then you should see. So the key here is how you feel. If anything feels out of sync with what you assess to be normal, that's a red flag for you, right? Yes. Okay. And I I do feel that people deliberately do ignore things because it's just, you know, they don't want to disrupt their schedule. They don't want to have to go to a doctor, make time, or even, you know, sometimes it's about their budget. So yeah, okay. I I get what you're saying here. Now, um, the points that you shared about, you know, I know that like we all know that these things are connected. Your sleep is connected and affects your emotional life. Your what you eat impacts uh, your your mental health. Your exercise, everything's connected. But I I think people don't really have that holistic approach to health. They isolate things and then they just pick and choose and they do what suits them best. I think, which is a real problem. I know there's no perfect solution here that could fit everyone, but like the key things that people can do or start doing so that they are able to at least get the best of, you know, all these areas in their life so that they can avoid at least the bigger issues. Okay, that's uh, that's a really uh, good question because what you said was, was, was good and, and interesting. You said, we know all of these things. And I would yeah. say we've heard yes, all of these things absolutely. before because we hear yeah. it. It hasn't necessarily been incorporated into a belief system. Agreed. So as somebody, I usually say just because 
I can teach you something doesn't necessarily mean that I know it well. So it's, it's hearing it. And yes, when I talk to patients or to other people, they can tell me these things. Oh yeah, sleep is important. And this is important. <laughs> but I say, great, great. So tell me like, what, what does your lifestyle look like? And it doesn't fit anything that they just said to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the first thing you have to do is just be honest with yourself. It's like sleep is important, but it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> it's, it's what I, I hear all yeah. the time. You know, it's like, yeah, but I can get away with three hours because I'm special <laughs> and I'm built differently. And I've been doing this for a while. And, and I hear that <laughs> all the time. But, you know, after saying that, they go, yeah, but I just don't have the, the energy that I want. Or they follow it up with something like that. It's just the dots are not, they're not connecting. So how do you start connecting the dots? Right. I usually honestly say, when you get up in the morning, how do you? Okay. I'm just meeting you. I was like, you know, just do like a, a week. How do you feel? Uh, diary, what you eat, what, what, what your day looks like. Don't change anything. Just, just do what you normally okay. do. Because ultimately, until you see it reflected back to you, it sometimes it's really difficult to see. Right. Makes sense. So what I start off with is initially that. Okay. Because you really have to see what you're doing in order to be able to, to change it. If you don't see that there is an issue, what are you changing? Right? Because right. it only applies to other people. It doesn't apply to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's recognizing that it first that it applies to you. So what steps can people start taking? The first step is is, is looking at it, um, acknowledging it, realizing that you're not going to wake up one day and everything is going to be changed and you're just going to miraculously like flip your whole life upside down. For many people, there's usually, um, to many people, what happens is there's one particular thing that just really gets their attention and that's that's when they start shifting. For others, it's like just start making like one little tiny change and start noticing the improvements from that or the changes from that, and that encourages them to to make another change. So I, what I say to most of my patients is honestly just start small, pick one thing. Uh, for example, if after looking at everything, I see that they're not exactly too familiar with what vegetables are, right? And in their mind, you know, it's like French fries and stuff like that. I'll be like. Okay, fine, great. But you know what I was going for was something with a little bit more color to it, okay. you know. And so don't, don't revamp everything. Just introduce one thing. Mm -hmm. okay. And ultimately, I tend to focus more on adding something as opposed to taking something away because people don't like things being taken right, away. Right. It immediately triggers that deprivation. You're telling me what to do. Um, Okay. thing that comes up for most people without us even realizing it. it it's just become such an automatic response so i don't start with the deprivation model because i've i've seen that that really doesn't do okay. a lot so don't give anything up just add one thing right. in other things for example if i want to get somebody moving, uh -huh. I would say I have to, you have to try to attach whatever it is you want to start doing. You have to make a specific time and attach it to a specific thing. 
Okay. And by that, I mean, for example, every morning after breakfast, you're, so you're attaching it to breakfast. So that's a giving you a time and a specific thing. Okay. I'm going to take a very specific thing. I'm going to walk a block around my neighborhood. Okay. So it's, it's attached to things. And so it's easier to form a habits because the habits we have, is just things that we've been doing forever. Right. So to create new things that we want to do to get different results we have to set up steps to take and they don't have to be big steps that's the key thing so i'm not asking anybody to get up and run a marathon you might want to do that but that might be an end goal not something initially so it's just it's just doing little little okay. things little okay. things like that introduce one vegetable cook it how you want to right. it's just you know do whatever you want to it whatever flavor it is that you want to do that so just introduce one thing okay see how that makes you feel okay with a sleep issue let's do one thing let's decide instead of looking turning on our television when we go into uh the room that we don't do that yeah just one thing right and i discourage televisions in the bedroom that usually doesn't get me very far <laughs> but yeah that's that's <laughs> it's actually a very good point because this is something i also feel when i'm talking to people that if you give them ambitious massive tasks to do or changes to make nobody's going to do it people are never going to do it you have to make it something very practical something very doable basically so i get what you're saying so so yes. we begin by asking ourselves in the morning how do we feel assessing how we perform that day or maybe for a week we can do that and then noticing whether we are actually feeling as good as we like to you know, tell our doctors or tell our family that we, we do. If there is a there's a discord in that, then we need to add something, add something healthier to our schedule, add something healthier to our diet and make it something small. We don't have to give up anything. We add something. And then we develop habits by attaching them to something else so that they there's an easier flow there. And I know that you've really highlighted the importance of sleep. Like I, I know that there are there's a ton of stuff you can do to optimize your sleep, but a lot of people do say this. As you said, they say that, oh, three hours of sleep is enough for me, but that's not actually the case. And there's such contradictory information on the internet. Like there's some studies that do say that you don't have to sleep seven hours. It's okay if you feel fine after three hours. So what's your take on that? How can we help people sleep better? And how much do they really need to sleep? Okay, so that's a really good question. And you're right, and, and, and research would be everywhere. Because I think what we're not taking into consideration, there is genetic variability with everything, including sleep. And uh, basically, there will always be small percentages on either end of the spectrum that needs more and need less. So are there people who can sleep three to four hours and be fine? Absolutely. Is it you? Probably not because the majority of people really do need uh, sleep. Well, I think where the, the, the issues might be and uh, might lie is that the idea of that seven hours or eight hours has to be continuous. Okay. It may not necessarily have to be um, a continuous uh, sleep. So it may be just getting that sleep and then and making sure that it's refreshing sleep. And then you do go through the sleep cycles that you're having uh, so that the body gets time to optimize with sleep. Because we know different parts of sleep, sleep cycles do different things. You know, deep sleep is restorative and REM sleep does something else. And so, so we know that all of these parts, and we know that we cycle through, we don't spend like two hours continuously in REM and two hours. It's, it's a cycle and it's a repetitive cycle that goes on uh, uh, through the sleep. So 
we do know that if we're able to give ourselves maybe sometimes a 20, 30 minute refreshing nap, we can go through an entire sleep cycle in that time and kind of refresh during during the day. The key thing is, are you giving your body adequate time to recharge? It's like anything else. You've got an electric car, you got to recharge right. it. Right. Whatever it is that's recharging. It, are you giving your body adequate time to get rid of the waste? Mm -hmm and uh and recharge and rejuvenate okay and and that could be someone needing seven hours of continuous sleep right that could be getting the seven hours it's it's not continuous it might be five and then you have several naps throughout the day uh it could look differently but i have found that the majority of people need about seven hours of sleep okay. i don't don't think necessarily eight 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 i think is ambitious right um and 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 most people don't get eight. Yeah, now there are those who absolutely must get an eight hour sleep for them to feel refreshed. It's like, what do you need for you to feel that you're functioning at your best? Okay, that is the question. And if you're not getting that, and you're feeling draggy and and groggy, and you start you feel like your decisions are uh, are not clear, or you're operating within a fog, we've all been operating on lack of sleep and we know what that feels uh what that feels like and you're falling asleep uh driving on your way uh to work uh whatever whatever it is then you're not getting adequate sleep and that is your body expressing excessive inf inflammation that is your body's immune system not functioning normally that's your body's um natural weight system just it's it's going to be off that's you reaching for things to energize you to give you that sense of a boost instead of um, you you know that that nourishing uh, feeling you're like oh no I'm gonna reach for that whatever it is that caffeine yeah. or oh I probably need a hit of sugar to get me going or something like that so you don't make great choices true, true. when when you don't get enough sleep so I, I believe that's what it is so you may not be able to because things are different I know if I get five hours of sleep that day is not going to feel real well okay. for me. Okay. Um, could I get through it? Absolutely. I've trained myself to be able to to get through it. And you don't go through residency and get a ton of sleep. <laughs> but do sure. you feel at your best? And as you get as you get older, your reserves are less, right. and you're less and less able to do that. So when you're using up everything as 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 in in your youth, in your twenties, and your and your thirties, you will pay the piper at some point. <laughs> okay. So it's not like you can just be taking money out of the bank and you never have to put it back. Right. It will cost you in your 40s and in your 50s and and 60s. And while you're thinking, eh, it's a long time away. I'm never going to get there. It happens faster yeah. than you think. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good warning there for everyone listening. You have to pay the piper eventually. <laughs> like we did with this pandemic, I think a lot of us had to pay the price for yes. our actions. So I, I like to do this one thing. Now, I don't know if this is the right thing to do or not. I never sleep with my alarm on. So I go to sleep on time. I, I try to go to sleep on time. And then I just wake up when my I let my body decide when it wants to wake up. But even so, I, I take a 20 minute nap in the afternoon. So do you think that's something people can try? I love that. Okay. That is <laughs> so ideal because here's what happens with alarms for most people. And certainly for myself, I had to get to that place too of not using an alarm because right. what it does is that it gives you the, such an adrenaline like hit in the morning 
uh, from that noise True. when you're jerked out of your sleep and your heart starts racing. It's just almost, it's a stress response immediately. So you're starting your body like already before you even get out of bed. Right, right. Yeah, you've already revved your body up and not in a good way. Uh, so it's definitely being able to, if you're able to do that, it's like go to bed at the time that allows you to naturally awake at the time that you need to get up, that's ideal. That's an ideal situation. And I'm a big proponent of 20 minute naps. Great. If they want me to give them something to boost the energy too. No, a nap does it super well. So needing a nap is not a red flag. That's okay. Nap, their culture's built around (laughs) a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And that didn't just happen by accident. Right. Perfect. So you said uh, about, you know, it was one of your four points that we need to fuel our body with the the right things included into a diet. Now, I know that there are people with extra restrictions, like people who have diabetes or people who have other uh, health issues, they already have a very restricted uh, diet. So is there anything that you could recommend that people must include, like we should all include in our diet that doesn't challenge any other restrictions that may be imposed on them by the doctor? Well, that's a bit of a, it's hard to do that broad streeping thing because even though, for example, as in general, green leafy vegetables are great, right? right? Um, just as a general across the board. But then if, you know, if you're on like Coumadin or, or some uh, blood thinners like that, thank goodness we're changing from those uh, recently. So it no longer presents an issue. So I would say if there's one thing, people always ask me this question, what is the one thing that you would say people need in their in their diet? And I'm going to answer that question like that. I think the thing that we have the most challenge as a nation, as I know it, and probably as a world, as I, you know, the more when I used to travel, <laughs> is that it's 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 getting ba- vegetables in. Okay. Honestly, okay. it's just it's one of the most challenging things because there are children who grow who grow up and really don't eat vegetables. Right. And, and it's the one thing that we need to get in because there's so many nutrients in it from your folic acid to your antioxidants, so your flavonoids, so your vitamin A's and your vitamin C's and all of these things that come in in, in vegetables. And in eating vegetables, you don't have to stop something else. I'm not telling you, for example, I never tell people to be vegetarian or vegan or, or whatever else that is but i do say i don't care if you're vegan or vegetarian or an omnivore whatever it is your diet is you've got to eat vegetables okay and they're always ones that you can find i mean there's such varieties right you've got asparagus you've got broccoli you've got um one of my favorite brussels sprouts and if you are just including those and it's it's not hard right right Smoothies, everybody loves a good smoothie. Right? Absolutely. Who doesn't yeah, love yeah. a good smoothie? Toss it in there with other things that you like. And then you have your servings of vegetables, right? We, we are told seven to nine per day mm-hmm. as a general recommendation. Most of us get one or two. Okay. On a good right. day. So that's the one thing that I think that need to and make it fun and palatable and enjoyable. And depending on, on what diet any, let's say, for example, you're vegan or, or I usually, of course, I want to pay attention to your iron levels and 
any vitamin B12 levels and, and things like that. So just kind of paying attention to where you're getting those things. And if whatever dietary mode you're following does not leave you feeling energized and and focused, you need to look at it okay. and see either what's missing that you can supplement it or is this the diet for you or the eating style for okay. you. Okay. Okay. So incorporating more vegetables. But are you pro, like, I know a lot of people have started taking supplements ever since this pandemic happened. People are just taking vitamin C, B, D, I don't know what all they're doing. So do you think that's necessary? If we are, if we follow your advice, if we include vegetables, do we need to still take all those supplements or is it just? Well, here's the thing that most people who start doing a lot of supplement is in an attempt to do it in place of doing the other things. Right. You know what I mean? So I usually say you can't supplement your way out of a, a healthy eating lifestyle. You just can't. Brilliant. Um, it's it's just it's just not something you can do. You cannot use them instead of eating well. And ultimately, that's what I see. I am not against supplements. I think definitely some people need them. Like some people need blood pressure medicines. You know, like there are certain things, for example going on in the stomach, you may have like a atrophic gastritis or your B12 level, you may be vegan, you'll be, so I'm, I'm not against it, but you cannot supplement your way out of, um, of uh, eating more healthy. You just can't right. because the supplements are not, because they are taking a particular nutrient right. and it's not surrounded by all the other things that usually comes with that nutrient in, in what you're eating. Okay. That's why they call supplements. They're not called foundational stuff. They're called supplements. Right. And so we need to understand what that means. It means it, it can be supportive to what you're already doing. Okay. So if you're not able to get adequate vitamin D, that's hard to get in foods for sure. Vitamin D is a bit of a challenge. Um, most people don't like liver and, and fat, fatty fish and stuff like that. And we don't get it. A, like right now, for example, we may not be getting enough sun and we wear a lot of sunscreens because we're supposed to do that and all of those things. So you may not be getting that. Uh, but for me, I always say to someone, okay, if you don't have high blood pressure, I will not give you high blood pressure medication, right? right? So if you don't have a vitamin D deficiency, I'm not going to say take vitamin D. Like what would be the purpose of that? If you don't think these things work, if you have an in, if you have a deficiency or an insufficiency okay. of those particular things, so if you're noticing that now you have a pillowcase full of things that you're taking, you might want to reevaluate why it is you're taking these things and what it is you feel that is going to do for you. In the terms of this pandemic, taking vitamin D and then not wearing your mask and washing your hands, <laughs> it's not a thing. Right. It's not a thing. Uh, doing all of them, yes, it can be supportive and additive. But vitamin D is not in place of washing your hands and wearing a mask. So you, you, you see what I'm saying? It's just not in place yeah. of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, of course, you need to protect yourself in all the ways that there is. Yes, that is the point. That is what holistic means. It doesn't mean that I don't take medications. That is not the meaning of it at all. And I only take supplements or herbal things or natural things or, you know, whatever terminology is used. That is not the meaning of holistic or integrative. Right. 
it means you use what is available and you address all the things that are impacting your lifestyle. Okay. So you cannot take a supplement in lieu of sleeping. Right, right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I think your original advice that you gave about the sleep, eating the right food, exercising or, you know, moving and uh, managing your stress, I think that that right there that's a that's a pretty well-rounded approach and all of it is connected you can't pick and choose you you got to do it all but um would you recommend like any uh resource to people that they can read because your website i mean you have created a lot of content on these subjects you have a lot of interviews that people can listen to and i think that the amazing part about your interviews is like we i saw with this interview you always cut to the core of the issue which i think is helpful because we like with our health, I think we have selective hearing. We like to retain only what serves our purposes. <laughs> so with you, there's just no confusion. <laughs> you're very clear about exactly what you're saying. So any more uh, resources that you would recommend to people? I, I appreciate you saying that, and I do try to uh, to cut to uh, uh, to cut to the chase. But uh, yeah, like you said, you you can go and, and look at some of my videos if you're really if you were talking about the pandemic, for example, just reputable sources are, are good. You know, whatever the, the healthcare thing in, in your country is, you know, like it's the CDC for us, you just really have to know what your source is because you stated over and over again that there's just so much out yeah, there. Yeah. So you have to really know where where are you getting, uh, getting this information right. that, you know, you're relying on so heavily and if if you have uh, a physician talk to them see what it is they're they're uh, what they have to say about it and it, it allows you to make to make better to make better choices you know you're the healthcare institution in your state or county or country that you trust go to their website and see what it is uh, that they're saying and see what questions that you have that they could answer because they might have a lot of answers there for you go to my website, see what, you know, what I have to say. And I'm usually very open about if somebody sends me a question, Mm -hmm. I really do try to try to answer it because it's really about having a conversation and, and, and not throwing around judgments uh, about things. Because if you have a genuine question or concern, I think it's important to, uh, to get the answer for it so that you make a better choice right and i would also recommend your instagram channel because that's how i got in touch with you and you were pretty responsive over there so i think that would be a pretty good place for someone to approach you and get your no-nonsense advice or have a conversation with you if that's what they need i know a lot of people during this time they they want to have a conversation because they're so stressed out I think you're a pretty good person to go to in a situation like that. Well, thank you. Yes, definitely. You know, on my Instagram, as as like you said, it's Dr. UDNMD. So uh, go to that, and that should take you to all to all of my other um, uh, resources. Because I try to just put out information just as an educational yeah. thing for people. I'll make sure everybody has that link. Now for the last question, I want to ask you. So. Taking into consideration the very busy lifestyles we have created for ourselves, if you were to give only one tip that could help them improve their health or the general quality of their life, what would that one tip be? That's a really good question because right now, I think I, a lot of us equate busy with success, yeah, yeah. right? And so that's how we see ourselves as as successful is that we're 
busy, busy. <laughs> and so ultimately what I say is at the end of the day, like, how are you feeling? If you're exhausted and snappy at the, your children or your spouse and, and everything, it just is miserable for yeah. you, then look at what the business is about. The one piece of thing advice I can, I can give you is that within that day, within that day of all the things that you have to do, I want you to take a minimum of five minutes out, five minutes out of that day and do something, whether it's, you don't have to meditate if that is not, if that's not your thing, mm-hmm. but just do something that gives you some time out just to sit with yourself. And that might be taking a walk in your neighborhood. If you've got nice nature things to look at and trees and water, just five minutes out of the day to stop, deep breathe, don't social media, don't, don't pick up your phone. Don't do, don't do any of those things. Decompress for five minutes. I would like you to do it for 10, but start with five. And then ultimately what that might help you to decide is that if everything you're busy, busying, how, how important that is to you compared to what it is, how it is you want to feel. So that was the amazing Dr. Eudine Harry. Now, if you have health-related questions or concerns, please reach out to Dr. Eudine. The link to her Instagram is in the episode description. If you want to explore the resources shared by our guest, just go to my website, redefinenarrative.com, search for the podcast episode, and there should be a list of resources and links for you to explore. If you found today's episode useful, I'll appreciate it if you'll please rate and review the show on iTunes or share it on Instagram. It will help others find the information should they need it. Remember to tag me at mehra underscore krati so that I can thank you for your time. And if there is any particular topic or concern you would like for me to cover on the show, reach out to me on Instagram or use the contact page on my website. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Till then, stay safe and take good care of your health.